Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Now I'm only introducing the Tier 3 podcast because they've promised me a big bag of money and the chance to touch Bob Bifford without him noticing. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all doing well. I hope Father Christmas has been filled your stockings with uh, miniatures so you've got something to do through the year. But... Before I forget, with me this week is the man, the myth, the gravy stain, the regular host. It's Beard. Beard, how are you doing, my son? I'm not doing too bad. How are you doing, Jay? Oh, I'm doing all right, Bert. Doing all right. I needed a bit of a break over Christmas because uh, I would say I had a really bad end to my year of Blood Bowl where I got so tilted that, I'll be honest with you, I nearly walked away from the hobby. I nearly put everything up on eBay. I was, I just got so fucking tilted. And it was mostly because of dice. I, it just fucked me off. But more on that later. So, it's a new year. New episode. And hopefully, this is coming out in January, my son. So, first off, let's give a shout out to our affiliate, which is Firestorm Games. One of the biggest venues for war games and miniatures in the UK, especially in South Wales, where they have all your paints, models, dice, and miniature needs, because they do figures for Dragon Ball, uh, they also do figures for One Piece, and they also got your board game fix, and if you follow the link in our description of the podcast, uh, you get a, well, you get a link straight to the site, and we get a kickback when you use it. So, please help the podcast because the more you help, the more we can put back in, which means hopefully competitions, hopefully we can uh, do other things as well. So, I'm going to just leave that there. Beard, i got one thing to tell you, my son. Do you know we have got two extra channels now? We what? we got two extra channels. We have started putting our episodes up on on uh, YouTube we also started putting out episodes on Rumble and because of this I think what I'm going to start doing is when I can get my webcam to work hopefully round about next week which will probably be the 15th odd after Welsh Championship we're going to start doing Wednesday painting Wednesday whips so we are going to be well I'm shit at painting but I'd like to have someone to talk to so if people can subscribe to the YouTube channel or to our Rumble, uh, we're going to try and get an hour or so where we sit down, talk shit. It doesn't have to be about Blood Bowl. We, we could be about any other miniatures company or any miniatures rumours while we're painting and, you know, slaying the grey as it is. So, so hang on. I want to hear this right. You're whipping it out Wednesdays, yeah? Whipping it up Wednesdays, yes. Our work in progress, yes. I, I, I don't do that for free, you know that. Especially after what happened in fucking Lancaster with you, be a fucking pervert. Anyway, so... Oh, Sunday's gotta be. Yep, and for a change it was you. So, before we carry on, we've been away since October. We have had an event... That we went to, you've been to two, 
we could talk about it now. You've had Tash Bash up in Lancaster, and you went to Chainsaw, which was in Merthyr, South Wales. I accompany you to Tash Bash as well. Yep. And I didn't go to Chainsaw, so... You didn't accompany me, you were my chauffeur. I was a carer. I mean, that's more accurate, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was your grandma, I was. Are you all right, then? Have you got, have you got enough layers on? You were right. Right, but anyway, so Tashbash was in Lancaster where we had a very nice short drive up and we met a couple of the bo- the boys as well, didn't we? Because we saw Glow, Thor, we even saw... We saw Chris. Um, Dave the Inhaler. Chris. We saw Seducer of Trolls. Stunted brain, mm. Mike. The sexiest man. The sexiest man ever, uh, seduced the trolls. He's a, he's a, a man that you'd love seeing at like half past six in the morning. What I will say is thanks to Lancaster, at this year's Thread, there is going to be an international exchanging of the sheep between Jay and Seducer of Trolls. It's going to be like one of those like peace deals where they sign a bit of paper and hand a sheep over each. Yep, he, he may touch Welsh sheep anus this year once we get that signed. So, and I might wear a man's skirt from Scotland. Who knows? Who knows? This year is full of surprises. Anyway, so we went up to Lancaster. That was like a four and a half hour drive, which, if anybody's listening from like America or Canada, that's nothing for them, but that's a long drive for us considering we're just a much smaller country. So, Two-day event, six games. How did you get off in Lancaster, my boy? Well, apart from not being able to finish my games due to my health, I had a good old giggle all weekend. I played Forgot My Tea and his Wood Elves. I took Ogres. I lost 2-1. I was quite happy with managing to get a score against Wood Elves. It's probably the most fun game I've had playing against Elves because we did nothing but giggle all game. I then played Hodge My Bob with his Skaven and... I think he borrowed your dice for that game. I think we shared dice because I think from turn one, just everything went wrong for the lad and I did genuinely feel bad for him. I then played our mate Addison uh, and his Dark Elves. And again, we had to keep around the clock because we were having such a good laugh and I lost 2-1 against Dark Elves. And then I played Taxi Cab and his Nobility and I lost that 2-0. And then I played Shunt and his Orcs and it was 1-0, but it wasn't really a close game, to be fair. It was just, can he pick up the ball and can I put stuff in the way? So I only managed the five games rather than the full six, as my health was was not very good at all when we wanted to get back. But I scored four and conceded seven, which, you know, for my first run out with Ogres on the tabletop, I was quite happy with that. I enjoyed Ogres, definitely take them again. That was the finishing of the uh, Savannah team. Still got a couple of models to paint for them at some point, but I I, I enjoyed that, that tournament. I enjoyed it was a good rule set. And you know, it was a shame we didn't go out for food with everyone, but we were there, and I will say this, it was Mike Stag do and we were all playing board games. I was brilliant, but because he introduced me to a, a fair number of new board games that uh I'm not gonna say that I've picked up myself, but I have. And we had a brilliant game of 
well, basically it was Chinese whispers where you had to draw what you thought the other person had seen. So you can imagine Glow was getting quite fed up of everything was a fetish or somebody was wanking or something because he was trying to read what I was drawing. So that was a really fun evening. No, I like, I'll be honest, that was a good day one for you because I was sat with you the whole time because... You know, I, do, I, I won't travel too far from, you know, close by because I know I knew we were unwell and with your fibro and everything, we try and, you know, make sure that you were sorted, especially at, especially in the middle of a game. But what was it? Your nobility game. From what I could see... 2-0 to that, him, yeah. You and that other guy was like having a fucking major laugh because what was the score at the end? 2-0 to him? Yeah, but the casualties were fucking amazing. It was like he was like not a lot of players left by the look of it. I think more of his team ended up. I think we had to extend the uh, the casualty box into the KO box and then eventually onto the subs bench because there were so many removed. And it wasn't it wasn't just me doing it. He'd, he'd do a, a, a GFI or a rush and it'd go wrong, or he'd dodge out and it'd go wrong. But it it just, at, at one point it was just. Oh, of course. I looked at what he had left and I was thinking, oh, I don't think you can play a full turn. You know, but t- I still lost 2-0 and I had a good giggle doing it and so did he. Do you know what I mean? So if if you both have a good laugh, uh, have a good laugh while it's all going on, you know, that's the main thing. Well, he said to me, he said to me, uh, that he said if the ball was any closer to the scrum, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been happy with that game. Because he was just lucky that you, because you knew you couldn't catch him, was just tackling his players, trying to get like the most casualties, and he was just like, "Fuck, I just don't know what to do." I've never, he's never, he said he never seen so many players taken off in one game, again with the yeah. like. So, you know, I think you opened his eyes a bit there. So, how many did touchdowns did you have? Uh, I managed four, all of which were on day one. Nice. Do you know how much I managed? Three. Three. One. One touchdown the whole tournament. Yeah, it's good for you at the minute. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, I think, what was it? We saw the Welsh table of how badly we've been doing. And I think I've lost probably more games than I've won and drawn combined. So... My tournament was I took Norse and I took fucking cursed dice by the look of it because I people were saying to me about oh you didn't do too bad the positions were there it was just the dice were failing you dice couldn't fail me if they were never on my side let's be honest so um, let's have a look at it now game one I play Chaos Renegades. That's where I won 1-0. That was my only touchdown of the whole tournament. And it was close. I think it was a lot of um, dice went against him towards the the last quarter of the second half. So it kept me, you know, able to like hold him up in the middle of the table so it was harder for him to try and get down the board 
but um, it paid off in the end. It was in my favour. Second game was against Skaven, and I lost 2-0, because I couldn't catch the fuckers. And if I did catch, the, catch them, uh, they were either standing up, dropping back down and bouncing back up, or I was knocking myself out. That's how good that game was going. So, third game was against Korn. And I will say, I felt sorry for this guy, Chorfling. Because supposedly, I was playing him in the first game, as well as the guy who was playing Chaos Renegade against. So, you know, I supposedly had two games on the go, and, you know, I, I, I couldn't do it. Because I think that's what held us up for like half an hour, wasn't it, at the beginning. So, I finally managed to play him. You know, third game rather than first. And he's got an amazing looking corn team. Which were basically made out of the corn and the world's uh, warband. And some AOS models with the uh, printed parts. Not fucking phenomenal. Very chunky models. And he looked, he looked the part. And other than going 1-0 up, he smashed me. Where I couldn't even and gang up on him I had a couple of lucky breaks but nothing that amounted to much I will say and then second second day uh, I played Lizardmen first off and that was a 2-0 because I would say I had a bit of a flare up of my temper and I was all out of sorts because that game ended turn 3 which shocked the guy I was playing, and I kind of shocked you as well, because I shook his hand, said well done, conceded my game, walked out, walked out and had a cup of tea. I was tilted, because I'll be honest with you, I think I rolled, what was it? I must have rolled, how many pairs of dice? I would say tops, six pairs of dice, all skulls, and that's including the rerolls. My I, by turn three, he had taken off half of my team. The other half was face down in the ground. And I think my thoughts on the matter were not very great. I I didn't I, I think the fact that I've had a year of the dice turning on me, and especially in day two games where I can't seem to get more than just like double skulls all day kind of tilted me a bit even talking to you and talking to the, to my opponent and having a break just didn't help me at all and I will say I do apologise to Waldorf on that one, he was an absolute gent of a player but I just couldn't get my head in the game, I had fucking I, I, I was tilted at this point and it would have been unfair for me to sit there and be an absolute whingy bitch the whole time. Because he just, he fucking outplayed me. And I felt bad, I did apologise to him afterwards and I, I said, like, you know, look, sorry my head went and everything. But he had done such a good job and the dice were in his favour that there was, there was no coming back. It was just, whoever got up around was going to be knocked down or possibly taken off it, and you know it, I wasn't going to go 16 rounds of just removing my players so 
unfortunately, I had to call it. That was the quickest game I've ever had, though. Um, I think after that, then, I played Doc, who is a listener of the podcast, and who will give me the amazing uh, skill ring holder as well, that I've got proudly on my uh, on my uh, desk. So, thank you, Doc. That was absolutely amazing, and I didn't spend the whole drive home while Beard was ill, uh, rubbing his face that I had a present and he didn't, honest. But another great play, uh, Black Oaks. It was amazing to see him played well. I will say he played him really well, and he kind of stuffed me one nil. So it wasn't the it wasn't the highest scoring, but he he put them all in really good good positions, and he took out enough players where I I was unable to amount any type of offensive against him so i can say that was my first outing with norse and it's going to be a while since i take him to a tournament because they were jack shit especially when it comes to my dice and that's me being honest beard you've gone very quiet but uh you've got anything to say about that i think you're playing up how well your tournament went to be honest i think you've been more than fair on yourself because it it was shit, to be honest. If I'd have had your dice, I think I'd have... I'd have probably walked out by the end of game two, I think. It, it just didn't look fun. You tried to maintain having a laugh with people, but when your dice just constantly say, you can't do that. No, what do you think you're doing? You want to play games? No, no. Go sit back down. No. It got to a point, though, with one of the guys I played, give me his dice, and he said, we'll try them. And I rolled exactly the same. And it's not like, and it wasn't like, oh, try rolling out your hand. No, still skulls. Reuse a cup, skulls. Have someone else roll, skulls. I've had such bad, I would say I've had such bad luck this year, where it's not been great. I don't want to completely write it off, but I would say I've had probably, including Tash Bash, 18 games. Five wins out of seven tournaments this year? Six tournaments. Well, six tournaments. So, six tournaments, and three of them, I would believe, is two days. So, five wins, 12 losses, and one draw. So, my, my batting average hasn't been great this year, and I think by... By the lizard man game, I was fucking very much aware of the fact that this year hasn't been fucking great for me. I could probably say my best result was probably Cardiff Cup at the beginning of the year, but yeah, that that was another tournament where I went up early and then fucking plummeted towards the end of the day. So. I don't know, but I I was left very sour after that. The lizard man te- team, um, it was very good because it was lizard men with boa constrictor. Yep. And he fucking, well, he spanked me. In three turns, he spanked me enough that I was actually debating whether to shake the shake his hand, right off the rest of the tournament, and go into Lancaster for the day. Oof. <laughs> you know, he was, right, 
this this ends going in my favour. This is just another day of utter shit. Rather than eating shit here, why don't I just go into town and see what it's like? But uh, you know, I kind of glad I stuck with it because I was able to meet a few listeners. I managed to meet a few uh, new faces, and it was good to socialise with people because we don't tend to go up the country that often. So it was good to do that. But I. I don't know. I I feel I felt bad after that the lizard man game, and that was mostly because I think I may, I think I put a sour taste in uh, my opponent's uh, mouth on that one. So I do I did apologize profusely on that one. I did feel bad, but I think I was very much aware um, of how shit the year had been. Like I've already said, and it just got to me. And. I hate to say it. When we started this talk, started this uh, podcast, I didn't want to be that way about it. So it took me. What was it? Like what was what was the in Tash Bash? That was the middle of November. I think it was a week before Christmas. Before I started thinking, oh, no, I'll I'll stick with I'll stick with Bloodborne because of all the friends and the community and everyone that you know we get to meet when we go out to these tournaments because that was the most important thing to me and I kind of well I don't know my age have got uh, turned the wrong way I think but uh, no what what were your record for the year again? five five wins one draw and twelve losses okay how about five nine and nineteen you got a better draw average than I have, so you probably, I would say, I would rather. Well, to be honest, but I would probably would have rather that, because it's I've lost, I've lost fifty percent of my games, for the whole year. So you probably got a better batting average than I have, if you broke it, broke it down that way. In percentage. But I, like I said, I I got tilted on that one. And it, it left a bad taste in my mouth for the whole year. To be honest, the year before wasn't that great either for us, was it? It wasn't. First first tournament of the year, Midwinter Madness. We remember how bad that went, don't we? We do. Especially when you had El- Elf Union. Well, I say you. I had Elf Union and I failed eight two-plus dodges one after another. So, yeah. It's probably at that point when you can't even roll a two plus that I should have realised it wasn't going to be great, but we stuck through it. Sadly, it was it was a bit of a bust, and like I said, I've come to the realisation if I'm if I would have bad dice, I may as well collect some wooden spoons along the way in it. So I ain't gonna let it. I ain't gonna let it bother me. Exactly. Well, not from now. Hopefully. We got the Welsh Championship coming around the corner, and we do. I've got corn to take to that because, you know, if I'm feeling low about my decision making and the way my dice are going, why not take a team full of friends in? So, Bia, do you want to talk about your chainsaw massacre results? Go on then. Well, you mean about how badly it went? So, chainsaw massacre is our local uh, Christmas tournament up in Merthyr, hosted by Voice of Jericho. And I've met him again at tournament, opposite him. I took Ogres, again, mainly because Tash Bash was only the week before and I didn't have time to get another team painted in a week. I am not 
other certain members of the Blood Bowl community that can do that. So I took my Ogres again. I play Rubik, who I've not played before, Luke. And I've played against Rubik online before in the Firestorm Online Leagues. And we had an absolute laugh. My Yeah, his Black Hawks beat me 2-0. Next game, then I played Matt Voice of Jericho, our club commissioner, with his halflings. I lost 2-1. Spanked him, as you would say. Yep. And then... Aye, but it wasn't just halflings, or was it? It was halflings and... Was it Morg? Halflings and friends, I think it was Morg. My last game was Ian, Flap Onion, from our local club as well. So I went to an event at our local club and played two people from our local club. And me and Ian, just we spent the entire game just having a good laugh. I lost 2-0, it wasn't for lack of trying, you know. In fairness, though, but the way you said, the way you turned around and said, "Oh, well, we went to one local tournament and we played people from our local tournament," it's better than going halfway across the country and then playing people that drove up with, isn't it? So, well, we've done that before. <laughs> yes, we have. Voice Jericho's roster was Zug, Deep Root, accompanied by Flings, and I lost two one, which I. I can live with that against Zug and Deep Root. But yeah, I played Ian and we had a good laugh. Our mate Bim made a, well, I would say handcrafted, but it was more chainsaw crafted wooden spoon that was attached to what you more or less describe as half a tree. And there were num- it was um, rough around the edges, but most of us had an eye on the wooden spoon more than the top prize. Nice. I was one touch down away from being last. So, you know, wooden, almost a wooden spoon warrior. But no, I, I enjoyed it, you know, for, as a one-day event. It's, it's a good one. It's, in a, it's a little pub by us, which, you know, you get cosy with everyone yes. and cosy with the locals in the last game as the pub opens. But it wasn't a bad event. Yeah, the only pub I've ever seen that had NG drinks on tap. I still don't know how that works. Yeah, I've never seen anywhere else that has NG drinks on tap. No, no. I tried some and I was shaking. I was shaking for bloody hours afterwards, so I don't know what it was. It was amazing, however, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I unfortunately missed that work commitments, and I don't think I was in the best frame of mind for that either. So I'm probably not the best advocate for it, but guys, don't make the same mistake as I do, and somehow get tilted by these results just taking one day at a time that's one thing I've got to learn to do myself and not think about shit this is happening to me yet again and yeah it's always the dice is fucking fault I think I've got like hundreds of bloody skulls on my dice so yeah I go hopefully this year now I'm gonna get back to how it was when we started but I want the fun to come back I, I want uh I want to be on the bottom of the tables, having a laugh the whole time. It doesn't matter if I've got bloody eleven men on the t- on the table, or one man. You need to do what I did and, and and take goblins and earn yourself a nickname like the smiling bearded dream killer, child smasher. Exactly. No, but the problem the problem is, but you you've seen how bad it get, it can get. That even if I had a shit and giggles game, we played one, didn't we? Local, and it was like, oh come on, we'll have a laugh. And 
the game ended, I think, after the first half because my dice just imploded on themselves. And I was just like, well, what the fuck do I do? Even you looked at the table and went, what the fuck was that? Yeah. See how it, see how it goes and uh, move on a bit. So what are we going to do now then, guys? We're going to go into a break and we're going to talk about the new stars in the Almanac. So... As you can imagine, we're going to be talking about the fun ones today, which is mostly going to be green skins and how they fucked over our boy Ripper. So, I'll see you after the uh, after the break. Hello, my friends, and my name is Dan Kirby. I have a very easy to follow and very chilled out painted channel on YouTube where I paint miniatures of all different shapes and sizes. I paint miniatures from all different types of board games, and by using simple tips, tricks and techniques, it couldn't be easier to follow along. If you enjoy a relaxed painting atmosphere, then please check it out. Right then guys, we're back from our break, and we're going to talk new star players. As you were aware, the new Almanac dropped just before Christmas, and it's given us a plethora of new star players. You can tell it's early in the evening, but I can say plethora. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk two or three this week, and we're going to give our opinions, whether they're valid or not. Uh, that's for you to listen and decide yourselves, but we've got a lot to say. I will start with Scrapper, because I like the look of Scrapper, and I'll probably be using him quite a bit. So we've got Scrapper, so he's movement 7, strength 2, edge 3, passing 5, armor value 8. He's got dirty player plus 1, dodge, loner 4 plus, pogo, right stuff, sprint, stunting, sure feet. He can play for anybody with Badlands Brawl or Underworld Challenge, and his special rule is yoink. So once again, when he attempts to interfere with a pass... He may roll a d6, and on a 2+, plus, he doesn't even need to interfere with it. He automatically makes the interception and takes the ball. Now, I know that in itself can be quite situational, because he's got to be in the line of a pass. For me, 2+, plus to not even have to roll another dice. So you're talking, what, 86%? I'll just not roll another dice again. Don't tell me the odds, but because, you know, 2+, plus is never <laughs> work in my favour. Well, I'd, I'd buy it for a dollar, let's put it that way. I'd, I'd buy into that for having to mitigate things. Yes, you have to put him in the right place but I still think he's worth it for that. I think he's amazing, but, and he's at the price of 130000 as well. So, you know, he's really well budgeted as well. Like you said, movement seven, so he's going to be phenomenal on the bigger teams, like Orcs and Black Orcs, especially Black Orcs, because they're a bit slower. Yep. Your Orcs generally can move mid-ish, but I think he will probably shine more with Augers. Yep. Because they are big, slow, and find it very hard to pick up the ball. So he's going to be phenomenal for them. You, you don't want him passing. You want him to pick up the ball and leg it and jump over people. So I predict Ogres are going to be rising up the ranks this year now that uh, we've got Scrapper. Again. Absolutely. I think he'll fit he'll fit right in with an Ogres team. Like I'd like to try him with my Black Hawks. Because I think he's got a very good range for that and like we said it's got right stuff and you know he's stunty so even when he gets the ball if you're in a pinch you can still launch him up the pitch as well you know there is useful stuff you could do with him there's like, one change i would make to him if i'm honest as good as his special rule is when you play a standard goblins team if you have a pogo they tend to be the guy that you send to go pick the ball up so i would have possibly changed yoink to once a game show hands maybe just as a tweak I don't think, you know, I don't think it would have been too much. I don't know, see, I think the whole point in a Pogwa is that they're interfering 
especially with pogo as well as a rule that interferes with your cages that interferes with you know your big scrums so yoink i'm thankful that it's once per game because i would be fucking annoyed if somebody pulled that out like once a half on me where you think you're opening up and open up a bit of advantage and they go no i got the ball but that's what you want him to do and like with goblins who yeah they can take him but i can see him being a bigger powerhouse than the other teams you know the, the possibilities are endless with scrapper and i do like him and he's got a very nice model i will say he's probably one of the nicest models that i've seen come from gw oh his model's brilliant like i'm gonna i'm gonna say now i know it's nothing to do with this uh segment but that have you seen that bryce campbell oh bryce the slice oh it's fucking hideous i'm sorry Somebody has designed half a model and then decided, oh, I can't be asked, and then I'll just make it everything else flames. It is fucking hideous. Yeah. I mean, the simple answer would have been a skeletized style helmet wolf sort of thing going on, but you have the chainsaw with ethereal flames coming off the chainsaw. You don't need the flames on Bryce yeah. himself. I've seen a lot of third parties do a hell of a lot better. Yes. Obvious ones, Willy, Grebo, they've all done versions and they've been amazing. Mm. It really isn't hard to do. do. And I think GW just went, I can't put a ball in his hand, so I don't give a shit. Because some of the, the nicest models, they're always carrying a fucking ball. Yeah. With this one, they've, they've got, oh, he's not carrying a ball. And I think he's got both feet down as well. So that's another rarity for fucking GW as well. It is. So, uh, I, just, I just don't like the fucking model. It's awful. I think we need to move on to, funnily enough, another chainsaw model before we save your big rant for the last guy we're going to talk about what do you reckon i don't know what you're talking about but i will agree with you it is time to talk to a proper chainsaw artist it is that would be our boy nobler he is a good bloody model as well because have you seen the the pogo and nobler together i have sexy green skins they are nobler everybody's favorite uh snotlin he's mean green got a half inch wiener and he makes up for it with a massive fucking chainsaw Brilliant. Enough of bigging him up, let's talk about him. So he's movement 6, strength 2, agility 3+, plus, no passing skills, and he's got 8 plus armour. His gold price is 120,000, so for that he comes with the skills block, chainsaw, dodge, loner 4+, plus, secret weapon, and stunty. Again, can only play for Badlands Brawls and Enderworlds Challenge, and his special rule is kick him while they're down. Once per game, Nobler may use the chainsaw to attack special action against a prone or stunned opposition player. This does not count as a foul action, so Nobler cannot be sent off when using this ability. Fwaaaa! Nice and dirty. I love For it. me, 120,000 gold for a blodge chainsaw that gets a free, inverted commas, foul action, once again, once that cannot be sent off. For me, I I think that's going to be the, the new goblin star player i think there's going to be people who will oh no he's not gonna be he's not gonna be the new one but it opens up a new challenge goblins and you're gonna have a dirty player sneaky git you're gonna have the black gobble so you get the extra fouler turn and then once per game try and get off a nobler foul to maximize all your fouls can you can you imagine that challenge going on now that's going to be good going i mean you'd be you'd be pushing a lot to fit that in i mean the other option as well is chainsaws quad chainsaws on a goblin team if you can get to an event that allows you as many star players as you can afford quad chainsaws Mm. i know there won't be many events that'll let you get away with that but quad chainsaws could be a thing if i could get away with it i'd do it christmas chainsaw would be interesting we'd all have wrapping paper 
face. We could have Nobler. If you can afford it, there's Helmet as well, isn't there? Typically, Chainsaw only allows you two stars, which is where Goblins were the only one. But if you can find an event that will allow you to run as many stars as you can afford with your gold... But that's three below. We can find another way of getting the Chainsaw on that pitch, man. Surely. Well, looking at standard Goblin team, you could run Nobler, Looney, Helmet Wolf. That's three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then at uh, Christmas Chainsaw, where we get the extra thing, that's that's your quad chainsaws. Yeah. All disappears after a turn. Oh, it does. But <laughs> what a turn you'll have if it all works. Yeah. Though I will say, I've come round to you were thinking when it, it comes to chainsaws where I wrote them off. They are a big bag of fun. Enough about that chainsaw. We're talking about uh, Nobler, which I feel he is going to be... Like, he's, you're going to make a point of fitting him into a team. Like you said, I can see at least double chainsaw, triple chainsaws now. Could be fun. I would, I would say, really, probably not got a place in a Black Oak team, really, because he's a little bit extra squishy and for like 120 your troll would normally cost that one and you he's better as a, a guard or a stand firm piece just to like piss people off but i know 120 though a snot in chainsaw probably a bit pricey but he's gonna be a very fun model goblin chainsaw not snotling he's not strength one. Oh, you know i know what you mean but i think for me it's it's the fact that he's blodge as well you know yeah he's blodge which i think in itself is it's going to be more difficult for people to remove him which i why is why i think 120k is very fairly priced i'll be honest with him like i'm saying i don't see him with black oaks or what Compared to our favourite Pogo Scrapper, I see that this guy would have more of a place with Skaven and Underworld because they are the ones that would need a little bit of a beefy hit and that's who's going to be- benefit from it more. So perhaps he's like an extra utility for them. Ogres don't really need somebody who can hit hard because you've got at least five of them on the pitch anyway. The only th- Like you said, the only thing consistent with him is a blodger. But if somebody's quick in past your Ogres, if you've got no bribes, he's done. He's, he's one turn and done. Yeah. Get as much out of him as possible. Everyone, anything else you would want to say about Nobler? For me, you mentioned the models. I love that this is the old style. The, the model harks back to like second edition Blood Bowl of the vertical oh, yeah. chainsaw with the arm slightly out. You know, for maximum damage. It, it does. The, the model looks. It, it does. It looks good. Yeah, it's like the, the triangle chain as well, just to make it look old. And yeah, it's, it's great. See, like we going back to uh, old Bryce the Slice right that is a model done piss poorly nobler that is a model done to perfection yes that is everything you want a new model to be that is a lot of detail but it harkens back to like an original so you can you can see i see where it's been and now this is where it's gone and it's absolutely fantastic unless you're like bryce and then you go oh he's half done and then they decided to sneeze green stuff on the other side yep. which is a load of shit i just see him as a a fucking flammable square base. <laughs> hey, oh, never mind. I never think mind. talking of square bases, I think at the end of this episode, we should hear the uh, the square base Jurassic Park theme tune to play us out. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> that's, that's only for... That is only for people who turn up events that try and tell me how good square bases are. In-person performances only, is it? Yeah, you know you're acting like a fucking idiot when I'm fucking uh, <laughs> making the Jurassic Park noises at you. With that in mind, I will introduce... Our our last star player. I'll give you a chance to take some air in before before the rant comes out. And it's on to the star player that every green skin has been waiting for coming back since Blood Bowl 
2020 dropped. It's Ripper Bolgrot, the Thinking Man's Troll. Now he's movement four, strength six, edge five, passing four, AV10. He's grab, loner four plus, mighty blow plus one, regen, throw team mate. Again, can play for Badlands Brawl or Underworld Challenge. It's almost like we planned these guys. And his special rule is a thinking man's troll. Once per half, Ripper may re-roll one dice that was rolled either as a single dice or as part of a multiple dice roll or as part of a pool. This cannot be a dice that was rolled as part of an armour, injury or casualty roll. Well no, it's just a long-winded way of saying it's, an, it's your action dice really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you're talking... I rolled two action dice. Oh look, I got two pushes. I'm going to use my thinking man's troll. Roll one of them. Yep. Basically, his special rule is brawler. Well, just with a few extra steps. Yeah, I mean that you could do it outside of a both. Yeah, them. I mean you could do it for a dodge if you needed. You could do it for a rush if you needed. I mean you could use it for throw teammate. Could, but like you say, it's a few extra steps. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you. Like you said, we've all been waiting for him. I wait a little longer. Really, I I feel like GW has kicked us in the dick with this one because he's close. Close to being perfect, right? Grab, a phenomenal skill, really. It's like so, it's underrated in my book because I think you have come around to the idea of grab being useful. You wouldn't put it on a, like a first two or three skill, but if you're lucky enough to get like a fourth or a fifth, that's when you chuck it on. I can see grab absolutely having places. Like you say, I've, I've been on the receiving end of Black Oaks with it, and I know mm. how out of position it can put people if you're not prepared for it. Oh, yeah, because that allowed a couple of goblins to drop kicking guys into the bloody uh, crowd, didn't exactly. it? Exactly. Like you said, he's got no stupidity, but he's got no um, uh, projectile vomit either, right? So he's, sh- he's shaved off a few uh, simple uh, actions. Talking about uh, projectile vomit, how many times do you actually use that? I think once. I think I I think I used it three times and that was against a halfling. Or it could have been a snotling team because I was like, oh, I could, all I'm going to do is roll low. But it's not quite a shit rule, really, I think. Because average arm is about eight plus. I don't think, well, you're using my rolling, you're never going to get there. But I don't think I've seen anybody use it. The other one I've never seen anybody use is jump over a down player. See, I've done that suicidally in leagues yeah, but with I- dwarves knowing they were going to fit. And that was pure... Mm. That wasn't to jump over a down player to move up the field. That was to jump over a down player knowing my guy would go down, hoping he wouldn't remove himself from the field so that somebody couldn't go around that way and had to go the other way. Not necessarily the best use of it, but something different to do with it. Yeah, no, I've just... I've just never seen people do it. So, I don't know. Perhaps we need a new edition where they can shave off a few of these fucking stupid rules that they brought to to bring in. But, going back to Ripper, I feel... 250, that's a nice point range. You Like they said, they've shaved off the really stupid, but he needed Mighty Blowbust plus two. Yeah. To me, Ripper has always been a goblin morgue. Yes. And I know a few people have seen him as a goblin morgue. If you if you were wanted a hard hitter that was clearing people, you needed him. And he was absolutely phenomenal for it, right? But he is no better, really, than taking a troll. And it's cheaper to take a normal troll. Like, and with the tournament scene as we got it at the moment, we use the whole thing of you can have tier two team, say, eight skills or whatever. There's no army put in grab, block, guard, anything on a normal troll, and he's just as effective. Yeah. Or pro. Pro is another one you could use. He's got his own inbuilt reroll that can be used that way. But it's a cheaper way of running it, and I don't see much difference between him and a troll. What would have justified me taking him is a Mighty Blow Plus 2. Yeah. It's like I've waited so long. You're underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. I've not been... I've just wanted to be whelmed. I didn't want to be overwhelmed. I didn't want to be underwhelmed. I wanted to be whelmed. But, I don't know, disappointed. 
See, that's the worst insult when you're a kid from your parents. I'm not angry just disappointed that's the dick kicker for me even if they'd said because i know and i know some tournaments are doing this with morg mighty blow plus two only happens one turn and then it's mighty blow plus one for the rest of the game to try and curb the amount of damage that he does mm. i would have been happy if they'd have possibly done that with ripper i think for me he might not necessarily be as strong as morg once again he can be like a special rule might have been once a half, you can have, like, Mighty Blow plus two or something like yeah. that. Possibly. That could have been a way around it, right? And perhaps put him up to, like, 260 or something like that because it's used in both halves. Yes. Right? That could have been useful. Disappointed, like I said. It, it feels like it feels like a shit reboot, to be honest. It, it feels like you waited till Christmas, you open your stocking, and you actually did get the lump of coal in the bottom in it. That's, that's where it is. No, it's worse than that. It's like you think, you sit, think you've got a brand new computer, you open it up, and Santa's taking a massive diarrhea shit into it, and possibly put a flag, ho, 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 bitch, <laughs> Merry Christmas. And then you see square bases floating in it. That's that's how it feels to me. It feels like he, he had so much potential and GW done the bare minimum. I couldn't really see him being taken on many Orc teams, if I'm honest. I think he's... Well, no, his price is too high for that, I would say. Yeah. But if you... Like, I could have seen him, like, perhaps if you shaved one or two Orgas off, you could have been used there. I think it'll be in Snotlin's team. That's where he'll be. We're going to take a little break and we are going to come back... After the break. So you you were just gonna like leave me be fucking miserable and not share with people. That's what you're telling me. I'm telling you that we'll take a break, and Jay will read all your comments about how everybody agrees with Ripper. And if you want to tell Jay that he's absolutely right about Ripper now being trash, and to build your own quasi Ripper from rule books, from event rule lists, and so on, drop us an email or visit the Instagram or the Facebook page. What's the email, Jay? Tier3podcast at outlook.com. Guys, almost like you've got it memorised. We've been pushing it long enough. We've also got a Twitter that you keep forgetting about. I do keep forgetting about Twitter. Most because I'm the only one that uses it. Yeah, just get in contact. We've spoke about Ripper. Let us know your opinions. Are we overselling the other ones? And who's the crazy fucker that actually likes Bryce the Slice model? These would be interesting questions answered. Hello. Right then, ladies and gents. I know this is unusual for us, but this was supposed to be an end of the show segment but due to real life situations and in the middle of all this recording we had an event to go to we were unable to record the outro so you've only got me your second favorite uh, podcast host to see you out at the end of the show we want to give a big thanks to all our listeners that have stuck by us when we've had a very shaky schedule. We were going to try and stay on our monthly schedule going forward. Don't forget We've now got a YouTube channel and Rumble that we're looking to do stuff with. We're also going to try and be more active on our socials. If you don't hear from us, please reach out. And don't forget, we have got a Discord channel as well that we want to try and grow for our community. Thank you once again to Firestorm for being our affiliate link. In the description below, there is going to be a link to the store. And that helps us out as well. Future shows, we will talk about Coop and Drag as well because we have set the date for that, but we will tell you more once we have got our rule sheets finalised. So thank you once again, and in the next episode, we are going to be talking Welsh Open, and we are going to be talking about the Halfling Stars. So we will see you there. Thank you very much, one and all. Hello, Blood Bulgrud here. Are you looking for a new pair of boots for your Blood Bowl game? 
Well, why not try new Orchidas Tier 3s? Every size from Snotling to Ogre. And the guarantee is Stamp. And the Elf is gone. Oh, we all hate war dancers, don't we?